The running Utes are rolling right now. We're talking about Utah basketball and the recent success they've had on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We greatly appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Talent Solutions. With LinkedIn Talent Solutions, you guys have an easy opportunity to help you guys find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. It's LinkedIn.com slash College. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. My name is JT Wister-Sill, host of this podcast and former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And speaking of this podcast, you can get it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. And you know what other podcast you can get? It's the Running Hoops podcast and the podcast himself, Andrew Crowley joins us and Andrew we had we talked about a month ago I want to say about just expectations with Utah basketball and things and we were optimistic we were talking about I think I said six I said as high six um, I think you said seven seven eight right in there but you're with we felt like we were we were bullish on this team believed and the Sam Houston game happens the Idaho State game happens there's some ugly wins in there they're wins but not wins you come away being like yes this team and it's just like man I just don't know what to make of them and then last Thursday happens. It didn't get the coverage it deserved because of the Back 12 championship game, but wanted to make sure to have you on to talk about it here because what a performance by this Utah team to get a win at home against the fourth best team in the country, a win they hadn't gotten it to this magnitude since 2002 was the number I saw. So just incredible by this Utah team. And then they have avoided a loss to Washington State today. They kind of keep that momentum going. They're 7-2 and on the season. They're 2-0 in conference play. And a win against a top-four team? How about those youths? Oh, I mean, first of all, what a weekend to be a, yeah. a, a Utah fan in general, right? And the running Utes just kept it going uh, today against Washington State or Sunday against Washington State. So, yeah, yeah uh, they're they're uh, certainly looking a lot, you know, the part that we that some mm-hmm. of us thought optimistically they might be by the end of the season. They're they're doing it in December, and that's pretty cool. It's really cool. It it really is unbelievable. And do do the last couple of performances make you kind of I mean, we were already high on this team, but as I said, I kind of I think once I saw how they started to play, I kind of regretted putting them at seven. That's just being honest. It's not like you can kind of feel good about feeling them at six or seven, watching them lose to a team like Sam Houston, who's Sam Houston, hey, really good team, but shouldn't yeah. lose to. Either way, you want to slice it. And you saw someone you saw them down at the um the Sunshine Slam, you saw them in person. Um, this team and kind of how that some of those tough games played out too, but really does feel like after wins against Arizona, it's back to feeling good about this team. And by no means is this now a, I feel like a, a contender for the PAC 12 they're with the UCLA. So they're with in the same tier as Arizona as a team, but Hey, they beat them. And that's what matters. And this is the kind of team that could get hot and maybe even still make win, maybe even two games in the conference tournament because they're capable of playing with that confidence. And it is weird to think I feel even better about this team. Now I still feel like right in that six, seven range finish in the season, but I feel even better about their chances just to get in and win a game because how many times do we see them come up short in that exact facet last season? And they already have a, the signature win of Craig Smith's tenure. And we're not even two months into his second season with Utah basketball. No, that's absolutely right. I mean, they have really exceeded expectations on the floor, right? I mean, we've seen them in the past have a lead against a really good team and it just withers away. 
you know, down in Fort Myers against Mississippi State. Yeah. They trailed at halftime. They were really struggling. And, you know, I mean, sitting there in the arena, I actually thought that, you know, Mississippi State might pull away in the mm-hmm. second half, and they didn't. Utah, you know, battled back. They got a lead. You know, neither team shot really well yeah. in that game. It was one of those, hey, somebody has to win this one. But, you know, you could tell that that Utah was up to the task physically against a team like Mississippi State, which is a top, you know, 25, top 30 team in Ken Palm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, coming back against Arizona, Arizona came out, they made their run, but Utah just never faltered. They never gave up the lead and they led that thing wire to wire. And, you know, context is everything, right? And I think that when you look at the Utes right now, at 7-2, and 2-0 in the conference for the first time since 2017, 2018, and just the third time ever, right, Yeah. in, in the Pac-12 era at least. You look at them against the rest of the league, and, like, you've got, you know, Oregon's under 500, Stanford's under 500, you know, Washington State is now under 500. Yeah. And so compared to sort of some of their brethren right there in the middle – they don't have any bad losses. I think Sam Houston, you know, is, is a tough loss, but it's not going to end up being a bad loss. For and sure. Mississippi State's not a bad loss. So, no. you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're right in a, in a great position heading into their final four uh, December games out of conference. I mean, they won 11 games last year. There's no way in my mind they now win under that or even like tie that. They should well exceed and meet that kind of 15 mark that we had talked about early on. And I think it's great that we feel as good about that. And I I do want to talk more about this Arizona game. Just what were you thinking as you were watching it? Because I know for me, it was like, is it, it just feels like, oh no, we're going to, we're going to end up blowing. I mean, they cut it to six in the second half and it just feels like we're just going to find a way to lose this. And we didn't, I mean, an unbelievable performance from Brandon Carlson, what he's able to do out there. Just the moments we continue to see from Kaba Kita too, just continue to get me so excited as the Utah basketball fan here. Stefanovic stepping up. Marco Anthony coming back has been huge for this team too. But as you mentioned, just that ability to hold on, it was so encouraging. And that just felt like we've seen maybe baby steps this program has taken that felt like the leap. And it was so much fun to watch play out and when that final horn sounded in we actually did it yeah so you're gonna love this i i actually had to watch the game on delay oh um, because i was at a piano recital and i accidentally saw the halftime score and i was like well now i'm in and so (laughs) so i'm so i'm there at my daughter's piano recital and i'm following it along on my phone and i'm pumping my fist with every basket down the stretch and people are looking at me and i'm like no 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 i really love uh little drummer boy but uh you know, it, but then going back and watching it, you know, kind of knowing what happens, but even following along. Yeah, it was just big shot after big shot, you know, turnover after turnover from Arizona, holding a an elite, I mean, you know, at this point in the season, an elite three-point shooting team, yeah. you know, fourth in the country to well under their average, did the same thing against Washington State today. I think it's time that we start thinking about this Utah team as a team that defends and, and rebounds the ball at a very, very high level. But going through that, you know, the Arizona game, watching what Kebakeda did, watching what Brandon Carlson did, five threes. I mean, yeah. these guys took the fight to Arizona in a way that a Utah team has not taken the fight to an opponent in a long, long time. And Arizona had no response. And that was probably the most encouraging thing yes. that I saw from the game. Because how many times have we seen teams come into the Huntsman Center, punch Utah in the mouth? Last year. And, and they just laid down. 
you know, questioned their manhood and they just mm -hmm. laid down. Yeah. And so it was nice to be on the other end of that for once. That's for sure. It really was. And you just talk about like even last year's Arizona game. I mean, Coloco was the better center on the floor, matched up with Brandon Carlson. Kerr was the best player on the floor, had the triple double, all those things. I mean, obviously Benedict Matherin, he's incredible. And you can see how much Arizona misses him with the way he's dominating in the NBA currently right now, too. It was just so encouraging. And you mentioned the struggles from three. I mean, they're 14% from three. Some of that's their own struggles, but also the defense sure. Utah had. I believe Utah forced 11 turnovers in just the first half on the Wildcats, and they turned that into 15 points off turnovers, too. So just really encouraging from this Utah team. You have to love the energy they're playing with right now, too, and rolling. And as we mentioned, they were able to keep it up against Washington State. We're going to talk more about that game against Washington State in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys a little bit more about our friends at LinkedIn Talent Solutions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Make sure you guys head over and add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. There are so many great employees and potential people out there who are eager and ready to work, and LinkedIn is the Number one job site for small businesses as rated in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates you want to talk to with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find those qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. So make sure you guys head over to LinkedIn Jobs and cash in today on a couple of great opportunities to find some great employees. Andrew, coming back into this one, you know who's been a great piece to this Utah basketball team is my guy, Raleigh Wooster. I have to apologize to Raleigh. I um, Before this season, I'll, I kind of did the Shaq meme. I, I apologize. I wasn't familiar with your game. Uh, I was I was negative on Raleigh. I thought Mike Saunders would win the starting job. I thought he would take it. Mike, underwhelmed up to this point, but that's the nice thing about one of the things for this Utah team you can look at is they're clicking, and the guy we thought was going to be a huge part of any success they had this season hasn't gotten going. So maybe the ceiling is even higher once it gets more integrated into the offense. Got to remember the season is still so young too. There's still some great December ball left to be played for this Utah team and an opportunity for him to still find his role with the team. But Raleigh, I mean, a point away, from, excuse me, a, a assist away from a triple double against Arizona in a monumental game there. You mentioned the Mississippi State game. Um, even today versus Washington State. Just, there's so many moments where it feels like Raleigh's able to step up and come up clutch for this team. And I, I'm really impressed with the guy he has become in these moments where I do like the ball in his hands. I don't always necessarily want him to take the shot, but I feel good about him bringing up the floor, making the right decision there. And I am very happy that I was very wrong about Raleigh Wooster going into this season. And Raleigh, keep doing your thing. I, shut me up, please. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you know, Craig Smith, you know, he, he, he talks a lot, but he'll tell you things without telling you things. And, and one of the things sure. he's talked about is the guys that are getting playing time right now are guys that he can trust to make the right decision in the yep. right moment. And that has been Raleigh Wooster. You know, he, he dribbles into some bad positions sometimes, but yep. for the most part, number one, he's, he's a lockdown defender. I mean, he really locked down. Uh, Kirk Risa in, in the game yeah. on, on Thursday night. And I think he did a, a good job today as well. Mike Saunders is is starting to to get in there. And I think that he's got a skill set that's important. You know, he's got a, he's got a skill set that's important for the Utes. He's got that quick first kind of jab step that he can get to the basket with. But, you know, Raleigh's a big guard. He's a, you know, Craig talks about him being a high school quarterback. He makes the right passes. He makes a lot of the right decisions. 
And uh, yeah, he's certainly the engine that makes this thing go right now. Are you as excited as I am about what we've seen from Kaba so far? Oh man, there's no wasted motion with Kaba Keda. He gets the ball and he and he goes up. And if you get in his way, you're making a bad business decision. That's for sure. The athleticism he brings to the defensive end, too, when you look at guys like Lahat, who would come in last year, Deshaun Mahorchic, they just don't have that ability to leap out the gym and protect the rim like that. So it leads to those memorable blocks like uh, when you have Ben Carlson. Hey, shout out to Ben Carlson, too, who played some uh, much better basketball, especially he wasn't, wasn't as good today against Washington State, but against Arizona did a lot of good things. He had uh, dunked on an Arizona defender. And then you go down the other end. Everyone on the bench is already holding each other back. They're so hyped. And then there's Cable with a massive block under the group. It's those moments that just revitalize the team get the energy going and just a guy who really does create sports center top tens as i've been saying going into the season too and i man i just love watching him play and i love watching him play with brandon carlson too yeah and and the the best part about it is is we're just scratching the surface yes on what this guy can be at utah i think that's the most encouraging thing and you know i'll go back to you know i listen to craig a lot and you know he talks about guys starting to put things together whether it's a transfer or a freshman and you're seeing that from from Kebikeda. he's getting more minutes because he's starting to figure things out yep. he's still having some of those freshman struggles with fouls but i mean you know that play in the washington state game where he pulled down the rebound you know kind of turned through three or four guys and then went mm-hmm. up on muhammad gay who's you know an nba prospect on some level yep was just incredible and just again shows you you know what his ceiling can be i mean you talk about him do you talk about like gay too i mean 20 and 11 today so he obviously showed what he could do in that environment right. too and it's positive that Kaba makes those kind of things and can do and has those opportunities and you know it's okay when you got i mean you got five fouls you're coming off the bench i'm okay with him fouling out and being aggressive he's going to learn when not to be in those different situations like that but um we just talked about the resilience of this utah team too and um it is like in a game like this where you have brandon carlson who does end up fouling out in this one and you look only seven points in the game it's like oh no it's we're going to underwhelm goes into overtime how's it going to turn out and you get a win on the road without him because of guys like Stefanovic coming in and stepping up. I mentioned Raleigh, uh, Gabe Madsen. We know Marco Anthony is just – I'm going to continue to sing his praises because I just think he's just one of those winning players that you want on your team. He makes the right pass. He can score some tough buckets. That's He's a guy I like that ball in his hands a lot late, honestly, because I have a feeling I just trust him to be able to get a basket or I know he's not going to settle for a bad shot more times than not. So it's just encouraging to see this team be able to win games. where Brand, You need Brandon Carlson at your best to beat Arizona. But it's nice to see when he's not at his best, they can still win games in this conference. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, if, if you followed Twitter today, this the, the the statement was all the same from all the fans, right? Like, this is a game that they lose nine times out of ten the last yeah. couple of years. And they found a way to win. You know, Washington State was without one of their main scorers, Jay Mullins. And so when another team is kind of wounded like that, you've just got to find a way to win. And they did that, you know, by hooker, by crook. It's hard to evaluate them on this game because of the officiating yeah. and, and yes. all of the whistles that we got in the second half. But again, it's just a matter of, you know, you, you got to you got to dig deep, you know, all those sports cliches, you know, and just <laughs> find a way to win. And they did that. And now they've built themselves some momentum going into the rest of this month and in the conference play. 
You mentioned the rest of this month. Um, get Jacksonville State coming up, UTSA, uh, BYU, TCU, then the Christmas break. So that's kind of really where then you get Cal Stanford after that kind of post in late December. But I really want to focus on that stretch right there. How do you feel about this team going into that stretch? Because I feel really good about them. We know BYU has been very up and down to start the season, to put it lightly. So I think it is a great opportunity for this Utah team to continue to roll and build that momentum going into that Christmas break where these guys are fired up coming back and it's not going to be a winless January like it was last season. I think that's really encouraging. Yeah. Hey, shout out to uh, Eric Peterson and the South Dakota Yotes for uh, their win over BYU this weekend. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, Jacksonville state coming in on Thursday, I think, or Wednesday, they, they are the third straight team that Utah will face. That's like top 15 in three point shooting. So it's another team they're going to have to get out and defend. They won the Atlantic sun uh, tournament last year, or or maybe they won the regular season. I think Belairmine uh, actually won the tournament, couldn't go. Gotcha. But so they're an NCAA tournament team, you know, kind of mm-hmm. bottom line. UTSA has kind of been an up and down squad so far this year. And then, yeah, you know, I mean, going into Provo, it'll be your second true road game of the year. That's a hostile environment. Doesn't matter how poorly BYU has played, you're going to get their best shot. And the fans are obviously going to be all over you. But certainly you feel a lot better about the BYU-TCU game now that we've seen what they did against Mississippi State, Arizona, and Washington State. And, I mean, dare I say this, JT, they've got the beginnings of a tournament resume here in early December with these two Mm -hmm. wins that they just got. 100%. I mean, when you get wins like literally at the end of the season, when we're looking at potential bubble teams and things like that, you're going to look at it like, well, Utah beat Arizona. And depending on how Utah's the rest of the season to, plays out too, that's one that could really hurt Arizona as well. So it is going to be kind of interesting to see how it works. But I love that you made that point too, because it, it's exactly what it is. It is the early showings of that when you're off to this seven and two start. Um, I believe Utah's moving up in those Ken Palm rankings, as you talked about too. So it's just a really encouraging time for the running Utes. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what, how we expect the rest of the season to play out with these early season encouragements that we've encountered in a second. But first, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Bet Online. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis this season. That's right. I'm talking about Bet Online. Get the latest odds trends for every professional amateur league out there, from football, basketball, to soccer, to esports. They've got it all at Bet Online. College football may be wrapping up, but there's still bowl season just getting underway. NFL football, well in the swing of things. We know college basketball, what that provides. NBA, yes, Team USA may be out of the World Cup, but there's still some other fun games for you guys to get in on. Also, look for those esports, as we mentioned. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those on Bet Online too, where they're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, want to talk to you guys about UCCU. UCCU is offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Plus, you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. Guys, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but as you know, interest rates and inflation rates are on the rise. But that's why UCCU is here to help. They're offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. You can get that savings certificate for as little as 500, making this an awesome opportunity for every type of saver, big or small. And check this out. UCCU will also allow you to jump up to an even higher interest rate once anytime during the life of your savings certificate. That way, if yields continue to rise, you have the option to jump up to an even higher yield, which makes it a great savings tool in the rising interest rate environment. Plus, opening a UCCU savings certificate is super easy. You can do it online, over the phone, or just stop by any UCCU branch. But remember, this offer is only for a limited time. So if you have savings that are just 
in a standard savings account sitting there getting a UCCU savings certificate. That way your savings can start working harder and easier to earn you money. Visit uccu.com or uccu branch to learn more today. UCCU, love where you bank. One thing Utah fans are loving right now is the way this team is absolutely rolling at the moment, Andrew. And uh, come back into this one. What do you feel like the biggest difference is for Craig Smith's team from last year? And I think the biggest thing I might point to I really feel like it's the culture. And what I mean by that is I feel like there were a lot of players on last year's team who were really felt like they should be starting and kind of frustrated at that. And whenever they came in off the bench, there was kind of that mindset at times, like I'm going to get mine. There was kind of some weird and interesting vibes there, whether you're talking about a Dave Jenkins, a Booth Gotch, a Mahorchich, all those things. I just think they were so transfer heavy that in a lot of ways it hurt them. I think you look at a guy who came in like a, a Ben Carlson, and I just don't feel that way. Yes, he's starting, but it doesn't feel like he's about out there trying to get his. Even Mike Saunders, I'm sure he's frustrated he's not playing a lot, but he's it's still a good – it seems to be good vibes on the team. And maybe – look, and maybe he's the one guy who is. It's one guy. That's all it really feels like in this scenario. So having so many guys come back and adding new young players that have been able to do things, guys getting better in the second year, I just feel like it's an increased culture, which makes sense in your second year. And I think Chris – Burgess has to be attributed to getting that settled in as well. Well, the jobs that Craig Smith has done is he's just one of the most passionate coaches in the country too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we talked about Mike Saunders and how his role hasn't necessarily been defined just yet. He went through a a stretch there where he played like four, six and five minutes in a, in a three game stretch, but you watch him on the bench. He's hyped up for the guys that are doing well. And, you know, to your point, that's a culture thing. Right. Like these guys, some of these guys are losing minutes. Luca Tarlek is losing minutes and he's out there encouraging his teammates down the stretch today at Washington State. So you love to see that. Uh, I think they're tougher. You know, they're they are a, you know, top 25 rebounding team in the country. They out rebounded Arizona. They out rebounded Washington State today. And one of the things I talked about on my podcast at the end of last year is that you know, the difference between Utah being a bad rebounding team and Utah being an elite rebounding team is pretty negligible. And they're doing that way better this year. And so, you know, all, and all of that speaks to culture, obviously, but, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're hustling better. They're out rebounding people. They're they're still giving up a lot of offensive rebounds, which they really got to work on, uh, especially as we get into the throws of conference play. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the biggest difference is that this is a group that just cares. And, you know, like like you said, Brandon Carlson can score seven points and foul out. And there are enough guys to say, hey, not your night. We got this. And, mm-hmm. you know, they push through and, and get the win. All right, Andrew. All right, we talked last time about wins, how we feel this Utah team shakes out. If you could, would you change your wins prediction now? And how many wins do you think this team will get on this season? Oh man, I I think I had him at uh, I had him a little higher than you. I was either like seventeen or eighteen wins, maybe yeah, on, on the season. You're right. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that this is you know you you, you can see a path to a twenty win season. Yeah. Right now, at seven and two, with the games they've got left in December and the way that conference play has shaken out. Now, are they going to go on the road and beat everybody? No, of course yeah. not. But you know, some of these teams that have really struggled to start the season, they've all got to come to the Huntsman Center. And yeah. so Utah, at a minimum, should feel confident holding serve at home against most of these teams. You know, maybe UCLA comes in and beats them. Maybe they lose to UCLA on the road. 
but yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd, I'd bump them up into the 22, 22 win range like at this point, you know? I'm with you. I'm feeling 20 as well. I mean, like you mentioned, they're, they, they're definitely going to be over 10 wins to me by the time we get out of December. And then that gives you January and February, where I don't think this team is done getting upsets. I'm sure they're going to have a bad loss or two. It's college basketball that happens. But right. the difference this year will be those surprise wins. It's going to to happen i love the mix of veterans and youth this team has i actually feel like it's come together really nice it's, and look we'll be overreacting a little bit to one game but at the same time how can you not it's the fourth team in the country and you beat yeah. them in pretty dominant fashion in a lot of ways i know it got down to six but they usually stretched it out again so I, I feel really good about this team and i feel the same way i feel like we're heading towards a 20 win mark like that and is there anything we haven't talked about yet that you feel like is really important to this early portion success of this team I think that they're doing a better job of adjusting in game yes. uh, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, certain things or, or at least game to game, right. You know, Sam Houston came in and they fronted the post with Brandon Carlson really took him out of his rhythm, really took yeah. him out of his game. And now you're starting to see other teams try to do that. But you know, how did he respond against Arizona? Well, he shot a bunch of threes, right? So I think they're doing a better job of, not only adjusting to what people are doing against their offensive personnel, but really taking out the best players on the other team, you know, or, or at least some of them, obviously, you you know, you mentioned Gay had, you know, 20 and 11 today and he's Mm -hmm. just kind of a freak, but you know, TJ Wamba struggled at times. Um, Mm -hmm. The Powell transfer from Tennessee struggled at times. So, you know, they, what, what, look at what they did against Kirk Carissa who had a triple double last time they played. So, you know, I, I just I think the coaching adjustments are getting better. Um, there's still some things that they can work on, obviously. For sure. The turnovers, the offensive yeah. rebounding. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I think we've covered it. It feels real good, and you got to feel good about this team right now. And, Andrew, if people want to continue to feel good about Utah basketball, I feel like there's a podcast they should listen to. Well, you know, the Running Hoops podcast is the exclusive basketball podcast of the running of the running youths we just talk mm-hmm. all about basketball okay okay i slip in some football from time to time i gave my actual championship game <laughs> prediction which was by the way utah you know 42 to 31 so not bad not mm-hmm. bad but yeah uh, at running hoops on twitter running hoops podcast wherever you get a podcast would love the, would love uh, the support and uh give us a follow and, you know, especially, too, for people loving what Brandon Carlson's doing, you sit with down with – you get to have him on a ton, too, right, Andrew? That's right. Every two weeks, Brandon Carlson stops by the podcast. It's a really fun conversation. I always throw him a curveball or two that he's not ready for, and uh, and he gives it back pretty pretty well. So it's it's a good time. Sounds like the same player we see in-game, so make sure you guys head over to the Running Hoops podcast as well as give Andrew a follow at Running Hoops on Twitter. Andrew, always great having you on. Also, if you guys are in the market for a second listen every day, make sure you check out Locked On Sports Today, the take of the day, big game recaps, the biggest stories in sports. It's all available on Locked On Sports Today. It's on YouTube, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast. That's going to do it for today's Locked On Utes, but we'll see you tomorrow.